Before we begin our Christmas episode, let me share something that can make a massive difference in how you start 2022. I'm a person who needs something to guide me in my quiet times with the Lord. It keeps me from drifting, and I find myself better immersed in prayer and in the Word. If you're like me, then I've created something that I believe will help you. It's called the 21-Day Fresh Faith Experience, a free devotional that you can get right now. Just download it at FreshFaith247.com. In the menu, click 21 Day. Get 2022 off to a great start in your personal time with God. And now, on to our Christmas episode. Do you need a spiritual spark? Are you feeling run down or run over? Are you ready to eliminate the spiritual ups and downs? This is Fresh Faith in Real Life. Let's restore life in your walk with Christ. We'll dive into our featured guest interviews, biblical devotional thoughts, answers to your questions, and more. Your walk with Christ isn't meant to be a performance. It's all about relationship. Let's get to know Jesus and experience fresh faith in real life. Here's John Fugler. Coming up on this episode, we're talking about Jesus today as we prepare for Christmas. Meet three people who desperately need Jesus. If you need victory, our devotional thought is just right for you. Should we really scoff at the Pharisees? How you can snag our complete library of devotionals. A clip from an inspiring audio program that will inspire you this Christmas. And we'll read the Christmas story together. This is Fresh Faith in Real Life, a ministry of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. Today, it's our special Christmas show. Hello and a very Merry Christmas. I'm John Fugler, a recovering performaholic for Jesus. I'm an author, a podcaster, a ministry leader, a husband, father, and grandfather. I got eight grandkids. And a shout out to them. Hi, kids! <laughs> Hey, most importantly, though, I want to know Jesus more each day. Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That's in Philippians 3.8. I'm also the director of Fresh Faith 24-7. We lead you on a path to freedom from the bondage of performance Christianity. And welcome. Here we are on our Christmas episode. And you might want to share this with a friend before Saturday. It's a little bit different than other shows we've done, and you'll see why. I like to start out with a story, and we got a few of them today, but this one is is really encouraging. Two and a half years ago, uh, Faye was lying in a hospital bed, not sure if she'd make it another week, and she was considering her personal, eternal destiny. She'd grown up hearing about God. Her mother had raised her to acknowledge the Lord, but as Faye's condition deteriorated, she was drawn to know God personally. She didn't know it at the time, but the Holy Spirit was opening her heart to Jesus. A Christian friend called her while she lay there. For years, he'd explained what it meant to know Jesus. But today, she was finally ready to know the God that her mom and he had talked about. He told her how she could have Jesus in her life how she could surrender to him. And Faye didn't want to wait any longer. She wanted to do it right there over the phone in the hospital bed. And the friend led Faye through the prayer of salvation. And that day, she came to know Christ. Miraculously, Faye has about fully recovered from her near-death health problems. And since the day she met Jesus, she's experienced two Christmases 
with her new life in Christ. And this one, though, will be the best. She's healthy, uh, involved in a church now, has Christian fellowship, and has deeper convictions about her faith. She's fallen in love with Jesus. You know, stories like this warm our hearts at Christmas, and they help us focus on what really matters this time of year, salvation in Jesus Christ, the one we usher into the world as a baby, the one that we celebrate this Christmas. We're going to stay with this theme in our Christmas episode, and you'll meet three people who need this Jesus that you and I know and that Faye came to know two and a half years ago. They need fresh faith in real life. But first, let's talk about your fresh faith. I mentioned at the outset that I've got a devotional for you called 21 Day Fresh Faith Experience, and I encourage you, get your year off to a fresh start with this. Uh, Topics that relate to your life are included in here. Uh, Prayer and God's will, Uh, building strong faith, Jesus, my rescuer, and four encouraging words. So that's a little teaser there. And uh, you can get this at freshfaith247.com. And in the menu, you just click 21 day. It also comes with a free membership in Fresh Faith 24-7. This is a membership-based ministry that will turn an inconsistent walk with God into one that is characterized by joy. And don't we all want that? So join for free. Same place you go to get your devotional, freshfaith247.com. Now, later in this episode, I've got an audio clip to play for you, and it's from a Christmas special that'll inspire you. It'll help you share the love of Jesus with people around you. It's a very good show, and I'll give you a sneak peek, and then I'll let you know where you can listen to the whole thing. Who is this Jesus that we know and our non-believing friends need to know? Before I introduce you to the three people I'm featuring in this episode, let's talk about Jesus the victory in today's devotional thought. I love this passage from 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 from the NIV. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed every day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Oh, how thankful I am for that promise. There are seasons of life when I feel fatigued and sore and sleepy. I was sleepy almost all this past week. I was slow. I was just plain dog tired. My body at those times just feels like it's given out on me and I'm caving in. You know what I mean, right? So when I read this promise in 2 Corinthians, I see that Jesus is renewing my spirit every day with his Holy Spirit. He helps take my eyes off the world around me. I consider it eternal. I'm headed for a home in heaven and the pain I'm experiencing now is just temporary. Jesus, the victor. Now, you look back in the early church, and this letter was written to them, uh, they experienced severe physical and emotional pain, not quite what I experience here. They were persecuted for their faith, uh, persecuted like our brothers and sisters in some of the closed countries around the world today. They felt wasted. That's the context of the three verses that Paul wrote to them in 2 Corinthians. My momentary troubles are nowhere near their momentary troubles. Mine strike me from time to time, and, well, they lived in constant affliction. 
And yet, Paul still called that affliction momentary. Why did he say that, momentary? It's because he saw eternity. He wanted them to see it too. He wanted to encourage them. Jesus, the victor, he put it in perspective. And here's what eternity looks like. Jesus is preparing a place for you to join him in heaven. John 14, verses 2 and 3 say this, My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. The words of Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, the victor. Paul knew that. And that's why he was able to say that to the Corinthians, that they had slight momentary afflictions. Always life. That's what eternity looks like. Always life. Revelation 21.4 says, There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Another benefit of eternity and what it looks like, miracle of miracles, uh, you'll be like your Savior. Romans 8.29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Isn't that great? And then paradise. Eternity is, is paradise. Jesus described to the criminal on the cross next to him what life would look like when he entered eternity. And it says, Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 43. Paul looked forward to an eternal glory with Jesus. He encouraged the exhausted and battered believers in the early church with this wonderful truth. And he's encouraging us with his words too. Jesus won victory over death and sin, sorrow, Satan, pain, brokenness, loneliness, confusion, persecution, trouble, and every other temporal thing that's pressing in against us. You are heading to the ultimate victory with Jesus. And Jesus, the victor, renews you today. Well, I'd like to welcome a guest into our Fresh Faith Studios. Uh, Noonie, looking over my shoulder right now, and look like you got some Christmas goodies there. Well, I have been in the middle of baking. By the way, Merry Christmas. It's so good to to smell Christmas baking and to think about giving away Christmas goodies. Well, I've uh, taste tested the baking okay. and I, I vouch for it. It's very good. We're not going to give away baked goods, but you brought something with you, some samples. Yes. So you have quite the prize here that'll be given away on January 1. Your Life with God, 30 Days of Joy. Your Life with God, 30 Days of Encouragement. That uh, devotional series continues with 30 days of faith, 30 days of rest, 30 days of courage, 30 days of Jesus, 30 days of encouragement, and 30 days of prayer. Along with that, a special book that was written, Corona Season Continues, A Christian Response to the Pandemic. And all of these are written by you, John Fugler, the host. And you could win these. We're going to package all these up, and one person is going to win. Uh, all you got to do is go to our website, freshfaith247.com, 
And in the menu, click on contest. You can enter in a matter of seconds. You're entered, and we're going to draw on January 1st on our Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. Going to draw from one winner as we celebrate the launch of this podcast. You'll have all the devotionals you'll need for 2022. <laughs> you'll have so many that you can give some to friends and family as well. But go ahead and enter. Be sure you do that, freshfaith247.com, and click on contest. You may think that, I just never win anything. Nuni, we've been in radio for a long time, and a lot of our listeners say, I just never win anything, so I don't know why I should enter. Well, you know, we were on the radio side of it, so I filled that prize closet, and we are talking a giant closet, the kind that is like a coat closet filled with prizes that we gave away, and everyone had a winner. So yes, people do win. And Nuni, as you heard, is just a professional prize giver. <laughs> and go go and enter one per person, of course, freshfaith247.com, and click on contest. Well, thank you, Nuni, and you can go back and uh, continue to bake more samples for me. Well, I'm getting close to the end. Cranberry orange nut bread is what we've been making since our twin boys were born 38 years ago. Every year we smell this, so it's kind of fun. Our featured segment this week is for you to meet three people who desperately need Jesus. It's appropriate for Christmas, and I just wanted to share their stories with you. Uh, this first one comes from a book I referred to last week in my interview with Marv Newell, A Third of Us, What It Takes to Reach the Unreached. And he tells the story about someone so clearly. I just had to pull this from his book, which I, I so encourage you to, to pick this book up called A Third of Us, and it'll really open your eyes. And he talks about uh, a 42-year-old woman, Mrs. Toffick, and he says that Mrs. Toffick is the mother of two teenagers and one of her husband's two wives. Uh, he splits his time between his younger wife on a coastal city on the west coast of Sumatra, Indonesia, but less and less time with Mrs. Tofik in her mountainous interior town. As an ethnic Minangkabau, see if I get that right, Mrs. Tofik is a staunch Muslim, along with 99.72% of her people. This people group has a saying, to be Minangkabau is to be Muslim. Scanning in every direction from her home, she can see dozens of mosques that at 5 a.m. every morning vie for her attention with loud calls from their minarets by piercing the dawn, declaring that God is great. That masculine blare gets her up each morning for the first of five prayers she'll offer to Allah throughout the day. Life is rather monotonous for Mrs. Tofik, but with her husband seldom present, she wraps her life around the needs of her growing children. Thankfully, her husband sends her enough rupa each month, although he often misses a month, to meet her minimal needs, though she can barely squeak by. To make up for the lack, she harvests the kang kong spinach-like plants that grows in abundance in the ditch running behind her small house. She cuts some each morning and takes it to the market to sell at her 12 feet by 12 feet wooden stall. With the meager profit, she purchases fresh foods at the market before heading home at noon. After the village-wide two-hour siesta, she spends the rest of her afternoon caring for her two daughters and then makes certain that three of them are at the mosque by seven for final prayers. Once home, she goes to bed only to start the same routine the following day. Only Friday, the day of corporate worship at the mosque, is different. 
As an unreached person, Mrs. Tofik has no opportunity to access three life-giving essentials so common to us who know Jesus as Savior and Lord. Although portions of the Bible have been translated into her language, she's not aware of that. And there's no one in the vicinity to tell her. She lives in an area where there are no churches. All she sees around her are myriads of mosques. Finally, there are no Jesus followers for her to meet, even if she had reason to do so. Mrs. Tofik lives in what those in mission circles call an unreached frontier people group, living out her existence on the frontier beyond gospel awareness, together with the estimated 6.8 million other members of her people group. So I read that story. My heart goes out for her and the others. They desperately need Jesus. They don't even know about Christmas. As we celebrate Christmas and all the excitement and all the worship, all the singing, all the lights, the Jesus story of his birth, Mrs. Tofik, well, she doesn't hear about that. She desperately needs Jesus. There's another person I'd like you to meet. His name is Wallace Buckle. He's from Newfoundland, Canada. I found his story very interesting. I saw it on a website called Heaven For Sure, H-E-A-V-E-N, number four, and S-U-R-E, Amazing Stories of God's Grace. I, I'd say go there and you're going to read some encouraging testimonies. But he says this, I was born and raised in a little fishing village on the Labrador coast where I started fishing with my father at age nine. A little older, I moved away from home to make money and have a good time. I worked with a mining company in Quebec. Initially, I saved my money and even sent some home to my family, but then I got into gambling and drinking. The money started to go as fast as I was making it. According to the world, I was having a good time. Many nights full of drink, I would put the little motor car on the railway track and head back up the line, not knowing what corner we would meet a train head on. Oh my gosh, (laughs) he was wild. Others were ushered out into eternity this way, but God had his eye on me. I'll tell you, this man desperately needed Jesus. One weekend, I'll never forget. My friend and I went to a nearby city and rented a room and got some booze. The weekend party ended in a Sunday night brawl. I left and headed back home. But the next morning, I got the news that my buddy had been killed in a horrible accident. Seeing his remains at the scene is a sight I will never forget. I thought of his loved ones and what sorrow and grief this news would bring. I thought about his home, or my home and how I longed to see my loved ones again. I left for home soon after. At home, people were talking about a new religion in the village. One night I attended, and the preacher spoke of heaven and hell. He said that those who die without Christ will be in hell. I got so angry. I left, tearing the door off its hinges. But when I got home, I started to think. I concluded that the preacher was right, And I was wrong. I'd never read a Bible before, so I ordered one. And after reading it for two months, one night I read these words from Acts 2.23. And it shall come to pass, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That meant me. I saw that Christ died for me. I will never forget that night. 
That was 63 years ago, and this wonderful salvation keeps getting better as we get closer to being with the one who loved me and died for me. Wallace Buckle, Newfoundland, Canada, and you can read his and other stories at Heaven for Sure. And I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Also, I'll put a link in the show notes to A Third of Us, an, an amazing book. So that's two of the three people that I want you to meet this week in our Christmas episode. This is a little different as I introduce this third person to you. You and I know many people who we long to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Family members, friends, co-workers, all on that list. You've been praying for some of them for years, over and over again, decades maybe. And yet as you look at their lives and as you get together with them, they're, they're cold to Christ. In Luke 13, Jesus told people to strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Luke 13, 24. Jewish people in that day when that was written were wound up in their traditions. The scribes and Pharisees amplified that and they taught that tradition or rule following was the path to heaven. Their legalism was adopted by the common Jew. So should we scoff at the scribes and Pharisees? Shame on them, we say. How could they do that? Well, let's agree that society today isn't that far off. While the average person doesn't keep a written laundry list of cleansing behaviors, there's one thing that most people feel will get them into heaven, and that is good works. And that's where your unsaved friends live today. They live with a false belief that they're doing enough good things that God will accept them into heaven. It has nothing to do with faith, but everything to do with keeping the quote-unquote law. In reality, they're not bound for heaven. Jesus describes their destination. He says, in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Luke 13, 28. To make it worse, Jesus said that from that horrible place, The Jews will see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets. How agonizing. I don't know if your unsaved friends and loved ones will see you and other saved friends as they gaze at heaven from hell. I don't know that. But I do know that complete absence of God is a horrifying eternal destiny. Hell is very real. Jesus is their Savior, He is the savior of your friends. Maybe someone in particular is coming to mind right now. He is their savior when they accept his eternal gift, his gift of eternal life. But it must be on his terms, not theirs. The door is narrow, but it's there to be opened. My question is, are you agonizing over the salvation of your lost friends and family? The thought of their eternal destiny in hell should should drive you to heart-wrenching prayer. For me, I don't pray enough like that. I don't. But as I read Luke 13, the Lord does move my heart and soul. And so, pause. Pray through that mental list of people or that one person that comes to your mind. Pray that God will soften their heart. And soften their hearts. Pray that they'll see that doing good does not get them an entrance into heaven. Pray that they'll surrender to Jesus. 
as they open the narrow door. So that's the third person or maybe the third people (laughs) that I wanted to share a story about. You've got Mrs. Toffick, you've got Wallace Buckle, and you've got your friends and family. Praise the Lord, Wallace found Jesus. And I know over the years, those you prayed for that you thought would never come to the Lord came to the Lord. (laughs) And so we need to keep praying. So far, this episode has been a little different. Instead of a featured guest, I've told you these stories about featured people because I felt this was perfect, a perfect fit for Christmas. Uh, Next week, we'll be back to our regular format with a great guest that I've got lined up. But we're not done yet. I I promised you a short clip from a special audio Christmas program. It really fits uh, for where we are right now and the stories that I shared with you. And I think you're going to love this. So sit back and listen. I believe that your situation is your assignment. And wherever you are, you are an ambassador for Christ. You're his representative. And if you look at life that way, life gets pretty exciting. I don't have any better news to tell you. And if I really care about you, if I really know that this is for eternity, I come and tell you that you have to turn to Jesus. Talk about Jesus. Talk about why he came. If we just get away from the formulas and the have-to and the fear and just let Jesus fill our hearts and then just share it with people. The answer is Christ. The answer is the gospel. Do we carry it? God help us carry it. Sharing the love of Christ this Christmas. And where can I listen to the entire show? I'd like to hear the rest of this. You can at uh, TWR360.org. Transworld Radio has a site called TWR360.org, and the entire show is there. It's 25 minutes long, and there is more to what you heard in that short clip. So I encourage you to go there, and, and I think in the, as we are just days away from Christmas, it will inspire you and help you as you share the love of Christ with the people around you. The, the one big point that I wanted to, to share with you is this, as I've been thinking about all that we've talked about here, and where do we go? How do we take what we have heard? I I have another question for you. I'm full of questions, aren't I? Who has God laid on your heart to experience Jesus this Christmas? Who would you love to come to Jesus this Christmas? I mean, who comes to mind first? And then how does God want you to respond as he's laid that person on your heart? Well, of course, pray for them. Uh, Maybe it's somebody out of town and you would just want to shoot them a text or an email, really thoughtful email, or even write them a letter. Uh, It might be somebody that you can talk to, that you feel you should talk with. Uh, There might be somebody that you have to reconcile with even before you'll get an audience to tell them about Jesus. So what is that step? Who is that person And what is the next step? Really pray through that. Most of all, how can you be Jesus to them? How can you reflect Christ, the Christ who lives in you? How can you reflect Jesus to them? I think that's important. In the long run, that's important. At this point in our program, we're going to have a question from a listener. And this month, we're actually taking questions. I'm soliciting questions from you. If you have a question about uh, what you've heard on this show 
or any past episodes. If you would like to know more about what does it mean as far as intimacy with Christ and how, how you can really grow closer in that walk with Jesus, we talk about that all the time at Fresh Faith 24-7, or maybe just a comment that you'd like to make about what you heard here or about your walk with Christ and, and what God's doing in your walk with Jesus and hearing stories and testimonies. Uh, it's awesome. We want to bring this fresh faith to life. And so share that with me too. But any questions you have, here's how you do it. You just email me. There'll be a link in the show notes, john at freshfaith247.com. I spell name first name J-O-N at freshfaith247.com. In a few moments, we're going to close the best way for Christmas by reading the Christmas story together. So if you have a Bible on your phone or wherever you might be, maybe a, a, a real Bible that you can pick up on your desk or on your table, go ahead and pull it out and we'll, we'll read that together. But uh, as you get ready, I just want to encourage you, please, time's running out to enter our contest, our kickoff celebration, uh, and we're giving away the uh, Fresh Faith devotional package. It's the full library of books that I've written, and seven of them are devotionals, Your Life with God, 30 Days of Joy, 30 Days of Faith. We have 30 Days of Rest, also Courage, and Jesus, Encouragement, Prayer, and then Corona Season Continues, A Christian Response to the Pandemic. Go to freshfaith247.com, click contest, and enter. Make sure you get that in. We're coming down to the last few days for you to do that before the end of the year. And then we draw on New Year's Day live in our Facebook group at noon on Eastern, noon Eastern time on January 1st. And love to give that away. I will, and maybe you'll be our winner, the whole collection. That'll get you set up for the next year, won't it? Give some to friends too. So let's read the Christmas story. Let's come together and do that now. I'm in Luke 2, starting in verse 1, and I'm reading out of the NIV. And just if you have a Bible, read along with me. If not, just listen and think about this as we close our time together. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Have a wonderful Christmas. God bless you.